The Torah content from now through Pesach has been sponsored by the Kofsky family in loving memory of Adira, who loved big ideas and asking big questions. Hello, I'm Rabbi Matt Schneeweiss, and this is the Stoic Jew Podcast, where we explore the relationship between Judaism and Stoicism. Today's reading is brought to you by the fact that I had a really good sleep last night. <laughs> um, uh, I tend to be pretty good with bedtimes uh, and making sure to get, on average, seven hours a night. But um, pretty much ever since Pesach, uh, then my sleep has not been so good. Uh, I, you know, the West Coast to East Coast jet lag is horrible because you're essentially losing six hours <laughs> because you you don't get tired until three hours uh, uh, after your normal bedtime, and then you have to wake up essentially three hours earlier. So it really messes me up. And the, the older I've gotten, then the longer it takes for me to recover. So I basically hadn't recovered. Uh, even through this weekend. And then last night I got a good nine hours and, um, and uh, I woke up and I was feeling like I could conquer the world. <laughs> like I am just feeling so optimistic and like, I want to start a bunch of new projects and I feel refreshed and I feel like ready to take on the week. Um, and, uh, and I was just like, I was just, you know, delighting in how, how much of a difference a good sleep makes. And I was like, Oh, I wonder what the Stoics say about sleep. That's not something I've ever researched. So I, uh, I tried looking for stuff this morning. I used uh, you know the Syntopicon and the Great Books. I used uh, I searched you know every reference to sleep in Seneca's letters and in Marcus Aurelius's discourses and Epictetus's, um, sorry, uh, Marcus uh, Epictetus's discourses uh, and Epictetus's handbook and then Marcus Aurelius's. Uh, meditations and uh, I barely found anything uh, you know there are it's often used as a, a an analogy you know for for a, the state of the soul or a philosophical you know philosophically being asleep or awake the only thing I really found that that seemed to be related to uh, <laughs> to this topic was uh, a, a passage in Marcus Aurelius's meditations book 8 chapter 12 and in it he's talking about uh, basically he's telling himself a uh, a strategy for how to get out of bed when he's still sleepy in the morning. So Aurelius writes, when you are called from sleep with difficulty, remember that it is according to your constitution and according to human nature to render, to render social acts, but to sleep is what you share also with irrational animals. But that is which, but, uh, but that which is according to each individual's nature is also more peculiarly his own, its own and more suitable to its nature and indeed also more agreeable. So let's summarize what he's saying first. He's basically saying, if you wake up and you find yourself uh, in bed uh, and you just want to stay in bed, so you have to ask yourself, um, what part of my nature is this stemming from? And he's saying that that sleeping is something that you share with animals, but rendering social acts, which we would say, you know, interacting with human beings in a way that promotes justice, uh, that's something that is part of your human nature. And it's true that both of these are within your nature. You are a rational animal. But you should follow the thing. It's going to be more agreeable to you to follow the higher part of your nature. And that's what he says. Okay, now I'm not saying that this is a bad argument, but I wanted to contrast it with, um, with my favorite statement about sleep in, in Judaism, which is the Rambam. Uh, so the Rambam writes this in the Mishnah Torah in Sefer Hamada Hilchos Deus, The Laws of Character Traits, Chapter 3, Halachos 2 and 3. And I, I was thinking about maybe only reading the part about sleep, but I think it's very important to hear this in context. So uh, it's going to be a little bit of a lengthy excerpt, but um, but I'll call your attention to the relevant part at the end. 
Ramam says, a human being is obligated to devote all of his actions to the sole objective of knowing Hashem, blessed is he. One's sitting, standing, and speech should all be for this purpose. How so? When one conducts his business or does work to earn money, he should not intend solely to accumulate money, but rather he should do these things in order to attain his bodily needs, such as food, drink, dwelling in a house, and marrying a woman. Likewise, when he eats and drinks and has sexual intercourse, he should not do these things with the sole intention to, to derive pleasure, to the extent that he only eats and drinks what is sweet to the palate and only engages in sexual intercourse in order to derive pleasure, but rather his sole intention when he eats and drinks should be to make his body and limbs healthy. Therefore, he should not eat everything that is desirable to the palate, like a dog or a donkey, but rather he should eat things which are beneficial for him, whether they are sweet or bitter, uh, and he should not eat things that are bad for the body, even though they are sweet to the palate. Uh, he should eat and drink in a healthy manner in order to be healthy and complete. By the way, this is not a full excerpt. I am uh, omitting uh, some parts here. Uh, just I just wanted to give a fuller context. But even one who lives in accordance with the dictates of health, if his sole intention is that his body and limbs should be whole and strong, this is not a good path. Rather, he should have the intention for his body to be whole and strong in order that his soul should be upright to know Hashem. For it is impossible to understand and contemplate wisdom when one is sick or when one of his limbs causes him pain. Consequently, one who follows his path all the days of his life will be serving Hashem continually, even when he is conducting his business and even when he is having intercourse. For his intention in everything is to acquire his needs so that his body can be whole in order to serve Hashem. So, pause for one second here. So he's basically saying that there are three levels okay level one is you engage in all of these actions for the sake of pleasure right you eat and drink whatever's pleasurable to you and you don't eat and drink what is not pleasurable to you you know you engage in uh, in business or in intercourse in order to derive particular benefits but then uh, pleasure but that's it you know so then the second level is when you do these things in order to make your body healthy okay so you eat and drink what is good for your bodily health and etc uh, etc et but then the highest level is that health is not an end in and of itself but you the reason why you are are striving for health is so that your soul can be upright to know Hashem. Because if you are not taking care of your body, then you're not going to be able to be in the primary, you know, the prime condition to be able to serve Hashem. And this is where he mentions sleep. Sleep is his last example. He says, even during the time when he is asleep, if he knows that by sleeping, he will put his mind and body at rest so that he doesn't become sick and unable to serve Hashem, then his sleep will be service to, uh, to Hamakom Baruch to the true being. The sages commanded regarding this, saying, let all your actions be for the sake of heaven. This is what Shlomo, Solomon, in his wisdom said regarding this, in all your ways know him. So so the amazing thing about the example of sleep, uh, and I think maybe the reason why, uh, possibly a reason why the Ramam saves this for last and says and introduces it with the word uh, even, is because in the previous activities, he's talking about the state of mind you should have when you engage in these uh, in these actions. So when you're when you are eating, then your intention should be to make your body healthy, to be to make your soul upright, to serve God. And same thing when you're doing business and everything else. But when you're asleep, the interesting thing is that your um, you are not conscious, you know. So you're in you're you're so it is a bit of a chiddush. It's a bit of a, a, a you know a, a novel insight to say that you are serving God while you are asleep, if that's the intention you have when you go to sleep. Um, and, uh, but it, it, it is an amazing thing. He's saying that you could literally be engaged in avodas Hashem and serving God 24 seven, you know, if all of your ac actions are directed towards this end. And the cool thing is that, um, is that the, if you look at the Rambam's Hilchos Tefillah chapter seven, uh, when he goes through the brachos that we say, the blessings that we say as part of our daily uh, avoda, part of our daily service of God in tefillah, in, in prayer, uh, then, you know, 
you you would you would think that he would start with the brachos hashachar. You would think that the Rambam would start with the, the morning blessings that we say. Um, but the first bracha he lists, he says, So when the sages established the words of these uh, of these prayers, they also established other blessings to be to be blessed each and every day. And these are they. So what's the first one he says? So the first bracha he lists, what is the first bracha of the day? The first bracha of the day is not the bracha you make when you wake up of El Kainah Shema. The first bracha you make in the day really is the bracha you make when you go to sleep. Now that's weird because in halacha, you know, we tend to have two starting points of the day. You know, the halachic day begins at night. So you could say that, you know, that uh, Mariv is the first feel of the day. Uh, or you could frame it in terms of the, the you know, the Avoda and the Beis HaMikdash uh, and the, the Seder Hayom, you know, where the day begins in the morning. Uh, you know, the Tamit Shachar, the, you know, the morning offering, the morning continual offering is the first offering that we bring in the day. So... Uh, so it's weird that when the Ramam starts these philos, he starts with the bracha you make at the very end of the night, you know? Uh, so what's the, uh, what's the explanation? So I gave a series of shirim on this, which I guess I can link to in the, uh, in, in the, uh, in the show notes. But, um, the essential idea is that your avodas Hashem, really you are making these brachos, these brachos are part of your service of Hashem for the day. So really the day begins in the morning. However, your avoda really begins at night. You know, when you you say this bracha of hamapiel in order to remind yourself of why it is that you're going to sleep. In other words, the way that the halacha conceives of sleep is hala- sleep is not something that is at the end of the day. You know, it's not like we go about our day and then deplete all of our energy and then fall asleep as a consequence. Rather, we we go about our day, we finish our day, and then we start off the next day by priming ourselves through sleep in order to have the the energy to serve Hashem uh, and be involved in His avoda the next day. So I, I think that that's a good kavana to have when you're when you're saying hamapiel at night that you are you. It, it's a good way to remind yourself of this idea that you are are going to sleep with the intent to recharge yourself in order to serve Hashem the next day. And that's my theory as to why, and again, this is all covered in the shear that I gave, but that's my theory as to why there are all of these um, these requests that we put in Hamapia, which seemingly don't have to do with the bracha. Uh, these requests for, for how, um, you know, for taking care of our, uh, asking Hashem to take care of our needs for the upcoming day. So that's, that's my, my brief take on Judaism's view of sleep. And what I find interesting is to contrast, again, I, I I'm hesitant to say that that what we read from Marcus Aurelius is the the Stoic view on sleep, but given the fact that I can't seem to find any Stoic statements, we're going to call it the Stoic view of sleep. And you know, Marcus Aurelius basically says you've got two parts of your nature: the animal part and the human part. And sleep comes from the animal part. And like you know, when you get up in the morning, you got to override it, you know, uh, and and go with your human part instead of your animal part. But the way that the Torah goes uh, approaches sleep is. Very in line with the Torah, <laughs> surprise, surprise, is, uh, is you know, we always say that you should not, um, that ideally you shouldn't override your animalistic tendencies. You should harness them, you know, as, as, you should love Hashem your God with all of your heart, 
meaning with both of your hearts, both your, your, your good inclination and your bad inclination, and you should harness them towards uh, avodah Hashem, towards service of God. And I think that this halakha that we read in the Rambam really uh, exemplifies that. And so rather than viewing sleep as something that is contrary to your nature, because it's stemming from your animalistic side, you should really view it as part of who you are. And yeah, it's the lower part of your nature, but you should harness it towards the higher part of your nature. And harnessing versus like overpowering are two different paradigms of how we should relate to the oppositional forces within ourselves. So those are my thoughts this morning after having gotten a very good sleep. And uh, I hope I can keep this up. And uh, hopefully this maybe maybe this will even uh, motivate some of uh, some of you listeners to uh, to be more mock to be more uh, exacting on your sleep schedule to to recharge for, for the day. Uh, that's it for today's episode. If you've gained from what you've learned here today and would like to support my production of even more Torah content, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Rabbi Schneeweiss. Link is in the description. Uh, thank you to my listeners for listening and thank you to my patrons for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone. Uh, and, um, and you know, on uh, Friday, I called out, um, uh, or I, I, uh, I, I had a shout out to uh, <laughs> the listeners who, uh, who, you know, who are in various locations around the world and ask them to, uh, uh, to, you know, I, I said, I wanted to hear from you, you know, and, uh, I got this email on Sunday from, uh, uh, I don't know if it's Lewis Goodman or Louis Goodman. Um, but, uh, thank you for reaching out to me. He has a, uh, podcast, love thy lawyer, uh, which I have not listened to yet, but, um, I figured that since he responded to, uh, you know, to my, uh, my 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 request for feedback um and gave me some some nice feedback then uh, i i i would uh, give his podcast a shout out so thank you and uh, i i do want to hear from all of you so um rabbishnewas@gmail.com